welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Kathy. Uh, I'm Gonzo. And John will be with us shortly uh, as she's going to get her drink. <laughs> well, well, Kathy, uh, what episode are we on since that's your job? Uh, we are on episode 118. Well played. Well played. <laughs> well played. I like that. Um, tonight's podcast, which I didn't even share it with y'all because uh, I was wondering about what we were going to talk about this whole week because uh, we're been kind of busy um, with stuff because, um, uh, you know, we decided not to, you know, do the um, Lord of the Rings game anymore. And I was trying to figure out what I could do in the time being. And we decided on a different game system uh, to play. And we're going to use Roll20 uh, to do it. So I got kind of busy and was thinking about that a lot. And um, so we're going to be talking about things that we're going to do once our lockdown is done. If you want to call lockdown or whatever it is. Um, uh, so we're looking in the future a couple months there. Yeah, we're, we're going to do some future casting tonight. Uh, things that we're going to be doing... Once we're allowed out. Um, and I'm about to throw a model out the window and just chunk it. Because I really don't want to feel like dealing with it. So. And if I did that? Well, it's the one I've 3D printed. And it was a lot of resin. And I'm kind of irked about it. But I'm getting kind of annoyed with it. You gotta try to figure so what's what's the annoying thing? Is it just is it something you didn't like, or the print didn't go the way you the wanted it to? Fine. Or let me, let me switch over to a paint cam. Uh, let's go and get all our other stuff ready. And we'll, we'll we'll get on that subject because we can talk about that because three D printing parts because uh, this has been a challenge for me. And I need to figure them out. But let's go and get all the other stuff done. Let's get everything going. Uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors, um, Metalhead Minis, for doing some really cool stuff for us and selling some of our product. Uh, if you haven't, please go over to Middlehead Minis and you can buy not only our stuff, but her stuff and enjoy some good things over there. I want to thank Muse on Minis for supplying the a place for us to uh, host our podcast and bring it to the masses. Also, if you're going to be buying anything from them, which I'm sure there's something out there that you could, that you might want from them, uh, you can use our discount code more than dice and you'll get 10% off your order. Um on top of that, we also want to thank Creature Caster, which, Kathy, are you almost done with the Scissoring of Desire? So, it's funny you'd ask that. <laughs> oh, okay, well, let, let's finish this section out, and then we'll get to that. Uh-huh. Because um, um, I want to hear this. Um, and uh, we want to thank him uh, for them doing all the stuff. They actually just changed some of their stuff. I go find them on Facebook. Um, and I got some of their new paints, which was really cool because their pots are much bigger and much cooler. Um, and then um, Tectonic Craft Studios. I want to thank Dan the Man. Um, I haven't heard from him in a bit besides some of the few posts. I want to check in with him and make sure he's okay. Um, so, um, Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? That, that's it's you. just you, Banyan. Oh, that's right. Kathy, me, I am drinking a vanilla porter by Breckenridge Brewery. Um, John, what are you drinking tonight? That, that's you, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm John. <laughs> you 
missed that part. Sorry, we, we made that command decision when you uh, were still getting your drink. I'm uh, I'm I'm going out of my comfort zone today and drinking a gin and tonic. No, gin and ginger ale. Oh, gin and ginger ale. <laughs> That's gin squared ginger ale. Gin gin. Gin gin. And Gonzo, what are you having today? Uh, I have a screwdriver, a small one. You know, I don't want to get too bad. Just, just is tiny. it the Phillips or standard? Uh, hopefully standard. Those Phillips fuck me up sometimes. <laughs> so, guys, for everybody that's out there, it's watching, listening, helps keeps us going. Be safe out there, guys. Um, follow all the rules. Don't get stupid. Check in on everybody. Check in on your neighbors. Check in on your friends, even if it's just a simple hey. Check in on your enemies too. You never know. Yeah. Check in on everybody. Um, watch some cool stuff. Hey, if you have any really thing cool that you want us to watch uh, and give reviews on, please let us know because there's actually quite a bit of stuff that we can do, and I have quite a bit of time on me um, to do that. I do not. <laughs> so, guys, uh, to everybody out there, and I mean everybody, take care of yourself. Everybody. Cheers. Cheers. That's pretty good. I'm John. <laughs> I'm Kathy. <laughs> I'm John. Oh. The camera is out. What the heck? Wait, like, what happened? Everything. My camera is out. Let me pre. Uh, wait, you have my thing up. Uh, you I have my thing up there quick. for a second. <laughs> I was trying to get to refresh. second guys so so friday of my stream uh, -huh. uh as as regulars know i do stream on this channel four days a week with my miniature painting and friday's stream i started out all i wanted to do was was just you know touch up a a little bit of the the skin just finish up a little bit of the skin on on the guy Part of the model it's the twins there's a guy there's a girl and they're intertwined and so i i did that then i was mixing the color for the for the skin on the lady and mixing and mixing and of course my my dropper bottle did not want to you know release any paint and I put the needle in it like you do, and still just a few drops. I ended up just taking the nozzle off and sticking my brush in it like you would with a paint pot, which is how most of my nozzle bottles seem to act, despite me, you know, uh, putting the needle in there to try and break up whatever is blocking it. Doesn't matter. Still comes out at a trickle. I always end up having to take the top of the nozzle off. I'm like, What's the fucking point? What's the point of these if I have to take the top off and stick my brush in there anyways? True. Every two time. Toothpicks. So, well, I have a I have a mixing brush. My ratty, crummy brushes get used for that. So, it's still, it's annoying. I want the dropper to drop the paint on my palette like it's supposed to. I meant the toothpick to clean the dropper bottle off. That's that's what I do. It, it works every time. It's about the right size. Huh. 
I mean, I have these big needles that are the right size too. Yeah, I I had it earlier. The uh, even the forest uh, of them. That's my my needles. The matte varnish actually uh, clogged up in the middle of me getting it for uh, Modoc because he's giant and required me to refill a couple times. Um, and the the toothpick works perfectly. Just and now it's open. Yeah, so, you know, occasionally that works for me, but more often than not with my paint, and I don't know why it is, it doesn't. It ends up still being slow, or it works for like a little bit, and then the next time I go to use it, it's right back to where it was before. I, so, go ahead, finish the story. story. Yeah, finish the story. So I'm mixing this paint in one of my little bottle caps, and uh, I put too much white in there to start out with, so I have to keep pouring in more of this other paint. So I have, I have plenty of this color for her skin forever. <laughs> but that's not the story. So I'm just having, everything I do is just, is just not going well for me, right? You've had that day where, you know, the day before or a few days before, you're rocking it. Everything's going great. You know, things are, are working out just the way you want. And then you get a day where nothing you do is going right, even though it's something you've done a million times before. And that was Friday for me. And, and so I'm streaming and I'm kind of talking my way through this and everything. And, you know, everybody has days like that and uh and I, I power my way through it and I get you know colors mixed and I get colors on the model and you know so Saturday I decide I'm gonna finally fill in the holes on this chick you know they, they both have these horns that are supposed to fit in these gaps on their heads well I decided I'm not going to use the horns so I'm going to fill those gaps with green stuff and sculpt just hair over it. And then the guy I had to sculpt a horn on the one side because he had a the horn on the other side. Um, so I did that. It went fine. Now in the process of doing that, I did get a little green stuff on my finger like you do. And I transferred it to the, the lady's shoulder on the model. And I was able to take my sculpting tool and, and get that off. But as I turn the model over to, to look at it, I see that there's this great big splotch of paint, of the paint that I had mixed for her skin the day before, that's just all over the guy's chest, of the skin that I had finished completely. It was done. And so I fixed that today, because you know when I mixed the paint for the skin tone for the blue, I mixed way too much of it, or so I thought. <laughs> or so you thought. Instead, it was uh, good to have a little bit extra. Yeah, I had extra of the highlight, I had extra of the mid-tone, I had extra of the dark. And so those three colors were all of my colors in between as well. And fixed it, and then spent three hours just just tweaking that blue skin tone without my glasses on because my left eye is better than any of my magnifiers by itself. 
but I can't do that while I'm streaming. True, true. So I just got so absorbed in 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 that, and I was happy. I was fixing it, and everything went the way it's supposed to go for three hours, and I get done, and and Jim's like, so Gonzo's calling you in like 15 minutes, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's yeah. like, it's your podcast, right? I'm like, like, oh, shit, it's Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have that uh, that same problem with painting stuff and it not working right. Uh, small details, like getting better on some, but others, you could just you can almost hear me curse across the universe. Oh, boy, you could have heard. Yeah, I made Spider-Man some was... yesterday when I saw that. <laughs> the worst thing about Spider-Man is I'm thinking of all the rest of the Spider-People that are going to come out and I'm going to have to paint and it's going to be a pain in my ass. Like, all Miles Morales little... is probably okay, but Spider-Gwen? Fuck. Yay, white and black. Awesome. Fuck. So is that all the little Spider-Web designs? Yeah, I think she's got some on her too, which will be a pain in the butt. Because, uh, I mean, literally, I decided that uh, yeah, she's got a bunch and they're white and they're on her arms over red. That's going to be super awesome. Oh, vey. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yay, Captain Minzy's here. Well, yeah, wow, it sounds like being at the dentist, Gonzo. Yeah, yeah I'm. I've been talking with the guy from there. Raisin. So, okay, so one one of the subjects I was going to do, you know, I've been 3D printing like crazy, and you can see what I'm working on. Yeah, that's the Giver. Yeah, which I thought was it was a really cool model, and but they didn't make it um, a one piece. They did it in you know smaller pieces. Because uh -huh. this is actually 50% of the size. I shrunk it down 50%. So, the chest's a little off, honestly. It's not quite perfect in the chest area. Well, this is complete 100%, 50% of what, you know, they have. Yeah. And this is what they did. And so I'm sitting here, and I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do this as a, you know, put-together model. Now, they did do this where it's kind of, you know, got ridges in here so you can kind of line things up because it's got, you know, all this other stuff. And it's not, not going very well. You could just make a belt of green stuff and then squish him, you know, into that belt and then just take a, a little tool or something and mold it. That's what I'm going to have to do. Make it just look like a belt. Well, I think I'm just going to have to just make it look like it belongs there and just gap fill it. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's some pretty decent, it's some pretty big gap filling in here. Which kind of uh, sucks. You got it. You can do it. Yeah, it just kind of sucks because this is, I, I printed it solid because I knew I was going to have to do some shaving instead of hollow. Because um, usually when the things are about this big, you want to print them uh, hollow so you can save on resin. I was like, no, nah, I want this thing to be, I know I'm going to have to trim it down some because it's, you know, in parts. I mean, I've got the arms and hands and another blade on the side. Um, and I'm going to have to do this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do some green stuff filling. And I'm like, Ugh. 
so. Other than that, so it's just been kind of, I really prefer models when they're, when you're 3D printing them to be a full complete and not pieces because they get to be a pain in the butt to fit together uh, with resin when you 3D print resin models. Um, so I'm just kind of working with this while I'm waiting for some stuff to dry on one of the other models. I figured I'd do some carving up, maybe glue this together. But I did do this really cool because everybody knows uh, there's a thing coming in May um, for May the Bust Be With You type thing or May the Bust. And it's uh, about painting a bust during May. And I'm like, I've never painted a bust. So I will, I'll download one. We don't have to worry about buying one or, you know, whatever, because uh, it's going to be hard to get anything anyway. And so it looks like, like fun. And so I downloaded um, this bust and was like, I think I'm going to paint this one. I've never painted a bust before. I'm definitely going to do this in the cartoon color schemes um, and just do it and make it look cartoony also. So I don't know if you can. I like it. It looks like fun. It does. Okay. It actually does look a lot of fun. Um, I got a little bit of work to do on the bottom of it. I wanted to... Some of the things that I was doing... Um, one of the things... If you notice that when you print something... Here is the print. And you really can't see a lot of features. I mean, you can tell that the eyes are closed. But it's like really, really hard to test out. So... Anytime I print something off that I know I want to try to keep or want to check to see if it's done really well and it's hollow, I prime it real quick. And so I can get a good so, look at it. I have a question about your translucent uh -huh. uh, resin. Why why did you pick a translucent resin? Um, well, actually, this green resin, to me, prints the best, and I've got it dialed in correctly. Um, the thing about resin, even though no matter what, you can have, if it's a green, you got to set it at a certain, you got to do certain things with it. Uh, how long you want to expose it, how the temperature you want it to be at, um, you know, all these different things. How long you want it to stick and other things like that whenever you're doing resin. So every time you change a resin, especially if you've never used it before, you have to do a test print to see your exposure times. Am I exposing it to the UV light enough when I'm printing it? Or do I need to expose it less or more? And so I've got the translucent green dialed in. So all I got to do is put a miniature on there and go for it. I mean, like, this is a translucent green. Uh, I'm actually going to be painting this one up and giving it away because I messed up the foot right here. Didn't put a good enough... Uh, actually, can't see. Messed up the foot right here. Didn't get enough... Uh, points of contact on it and so it messed up. Um, so, but you I know what fixes that? Little green stuff. Little green stuff. <laughs> Little green stuff. But it's just something, you know, doing a bunch of testing with everything. And I've got the any cubic, and the thing is, you change manufacturers of your resin, you've got to do another test to see if it's got a different thing because it's just how resin is. It's so picky. So what you're saying is buy it in bulk. Correct. Buy it, stay with it, and get it going. Like this translucent green, like this is 
complete solid. Um, solid hunk of resin. Used up a lot of resin, but it was something I wanted to do. Because I knew I was going to have to carve it up. And carving up something that's hollow like this, you dip into it, you, it's done. Does that just shatter then? It can. You never try to clip uh, resin once it's cured. Because it'll just shatter into pieces. Okay. So this one, you just, once when it's solid... I mean, I can get, and I'll have to get some green stuff and, you know, mold it in there to, to fill that gap. But it'll, if I were to shave this and it was hollow, it would just, it, one, it had a chance of snapping the entire model in half to uh, huh. just putting a huge gash in it and making it even worse. Okay. Type thing, so. The more you know. Interesting, yeah. yeah but uh, getting your resin and configuring it is really, really key. You have this test file, and what it does is it dips it in the resin and exposes certain parts of it for a certain amount of time. So like three seconds, four seconds, five seconds, up to like ten seconds on some of them. And then it pulls up and it does it a bunch of times. And then you have to choose which one's got the right amount of exposure time and everything else to what your resin is and so you've got to be careful with it and so i've got the green dialed in and it's pretty common and it looks really good like i said once it's primed you you know you you don't notice any difference at all so and also speaking of working with resin gonzo really should have been wearing a ma dust mask while he was uh working with resin yes Just so while i was scraping i should have had i should have had my mask on but i was like uh your dust mask, actual dust mask for working with resin, because resin, you don't want it in your lungs ever, trust me. Yeah, especially if you're filing. If you're filing, if you're filing I suggest going the heaviest real mask you can get. Yeah, like, I have an actual respirator I used to clean up mold way back in the day. I used that for filing resin because it's no bueno, it's no joke, and then vacuum that shit up after you're done. Yeah. Yeah, with the mask still on. Anytime that I have done like a filing unless it's like something like oh i just need to get the little tip off and you're just like think yeah but if you're going to be scraping shaving, and yeah, scraping and dust, shaving you can just use a dust mask honestly with scraping and shaving you could probably just use a cloth mask but i mean i don't have with, careful the, with the resin yeah. stuff but i mean it was just one of the things that i'm learning uh printing because i mean you've got like okay here's his side of his arm and here is the arm you notice that it's really really flat and smooth and this is a section that's supposed to glue into. And there is huge, huge, huge gap right there. Yeah, so, that, that probably could be like a find. Seems like the arm is a little concave Correct. or convex, convex a little. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's, yeah. So that's going to have to be shaved down. Or most likely I'm just going to take a sander and just sit here and do this until it gets flat enough and then put it back yeah. in there. Because that one's definitely... I think I think that'll help with that a lot. But I mean, you see, this one is actually going to a friend of mine um, next week. And I showed this on Facebook. And I don't know if he saw it or not, but I doubt it. This one came out one solid print, completely hollow. And it came out perfect with no flaws whatsoever. I mean, oh, nice. I have a little bit of blemish right here. But, I mean, it came out completely perfect. I have one little small line right here, but it's not even noticeable. 
So, of course, you know, Gonzo brings up the Giver, and I'm like, you know, it'd be cool to have a Giver action figure or something like that. <laughs> You're not looking him up. I'm <laughs> not looking him up at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a small, tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. $141 is a bit much. Yeah. Wait, so. If Beanion did ask, is it is it him or is Gonzo quiet? Does Gonzo sound quiet to everybody? Because we never really did address that. No, no, I think uh, Legionnaire said it's just him. And I told Beanion he's just listening to Gonzo from my speaker because actually Gonzo's loud. Um, I can turn myself up even more. No, don't do that. But... Uh, just in just in our heads. But just kind of going through and trying to get stuff done. Uh, multi-part resin kits when they're 3D printed. You, I mean, you saw the issue. I did a quick, like this one is part of this arm right here, and I shaved it down a little bit. It's not too bad. Okay. And there is a gap, but I'll probably shave this down some more. Definitely feels like uh, a little bit of green stuff will, will smooth these things. Yeah, some of them will. I just got to get to it it's going to be it's going to be a project that i work on every day yeah because i mean it'll be really cool once it's done yeah then you like, get a pink fiber like here is a two piece like of the red. arm and this one i gotta do a little gap because i actually uh i feel a little hole right here where i clipped and i excuse me i clipped too close so it kind of marred it up a little too much but like this one fits together pretty smooth there's a little hole yeah. on the back but i mean for the most part it's... And the blade came out legit too which is impressive yes. that'd be the first thing i'd be worried about yeah well i mean check out this blade i mean that one's super super tiny super super thin but came out really well i'll have to shave it i just gotta be careful because it's it's so brittle when they get that thin like this mm -hmm. one just barely needs any green stuff but it'll look cool um because this one's got the fist on it and it'll the fist will need some green stuffing too but it came out pretty decent uh, the details really really good on it whoever did the model um did a really good job it's just i wish they would have done like a peg system instead of this weird ridgy type thing they did here I would bet money it's based off an actual model, and they just sort of scanned and worked it out for that. They could have. And then just cut it in the bits using the whatever program. Yeah. I, I would imagine that's the case. Well, I have a friend of mine, Landon. He has uh, he sent me a model, and he sent me like all the bottle bits. And I was like, can you combine it in one? And let me see what I can do with it. And he said, yeah, and he did. And uh, it, it's there. Uh, I tried figuring out how to print it, but it's got some weird angles, so it's going to take me a little while to figure out how to print it all in one piece, because I hate printing individual pieces. They just get to be like this, because they get to be a problem when you go to fit them together, if they don't do the connection points right. Like, doing the connection points like this, with its ridging area and such, and so you have to kind of do this, is kind of a pain. If they would have done, like, if they would have done the torso and the crotch area type together and then did the legs, it probably would have been a little bit better. And done a pegging system on it. Probably would have been better too. So, there's uh, your, kind of your 
bought through a 3D printing. Yikes. And 3D printing is the way to go, apparently, with Gyber figures, because they ain't cheap. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why I printed one, because I was like, oh, Gyver. Oh, man. Yes. Ah, oh, dang it. It's not one piece. Oh, well. Okay, let's try and go, go for it. And try to get it done. It's not... Uh, yeah. The price is not bueno. Not bueno. No, they're not. So. But I'm working on... This last of this warp gates because uh, this week the Kickstarter backer kit went live. Ooh, let me get my glasses on. Yeah, so they had like a last minute, uh, last minute uh, jump in thing, but even then was not uh, interested. Yeah, well, they uh, you can buy like the gates that they have on there and have your own but i was like uh i already get a set for free so i'm painting these up for captain mizzy oh cool she's gonna get my cool little gates so i didn't like the way the gray came out on this so i'm repainting repainting it and i'm gonna do it this kind of what, what color is it it is actually rough iron by army painter because the faction she chose is kind of a black she chose the continuum mm -hmm. so i was like uh i'll do this so she'll get a couple of gates cool her army to play so yeah i assume legionnaires is talking about uh you know buying into uh Warcast, or he says, on one hand, I want to. On the other hand, the house I bought is killing my bank account. Houses <laughs> do that. Houses first. Play the games you got. There'll be always time to get into a game later. As as miniature gamers, we have this problem, and I think GW has heard it over the years, of must buy all the stuff right away in case it ever goes out of print. So I have it and don't have to pay secondary markets. But honestly, nowadays, you need to worry less about that and worry more about other stuff and just get the stuff you need. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, unless it's like a special edition miniature, usually you'll be able to get all the minis you want. And like I said, Warcaster will be going into you know the store, so it's not like you can't get it if you really, really want it. Yeah. I just backed them in the Kickstarter so I could make sure that I helped them out, and I like what I saw, and I thought the game looked really neat. Um, I think we'll get it at the same time that retail gets it, so it's not like it's a huge jump. Yeah, is what it is. I mean, so. it's like all Kickstarters. You have to decide, you know, can I, do I want to, that, all that stuff. Like, uh, there's a guy in Australia who does um, a little sort of 80s-inspired game. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'll jump in here and find it. Uh, Bot War. It's 8 millimeters, so it's really small. He's making models for it for a while, but he's decided to do a Kickstarter to try and release a whole sort of game and all for it. And I'm like, that's really cool. It really takes that nostalgia because it is nostalgia-rific. But do I really need another game? No. No. You know, I, I always put remind on those Kickstarters. So I, I take a look. If it's because how things are, things are working out at the time, maybe I get in some, maybe not. Well, you're also, because what's funny is the... When the person put me in on that uh, bust event, 
I made the bust, I was like, I don't ever paint busts because yeah. I have no need for a bust. I don't yeah, they, care they, for they require a different skill set of uh, painting skills, honestly. Well, and no. I don't even... You can't play with them. You know what I'm saying? I always buy miniatures that I can use in a game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, and... that was my thing. Is like I am so far behind painting models for games I play. Painting a bus seems like uh, very frivolous. Yeah, but I like there's nothing wrong with it. But I was like, uh, okay, I I can see if I want to do this. Kathy, what do you think about painting busts? They're fun. I mean, they're after painting tiny little 28, 30, 35 millimeter stuff. A bust is such a huge canvas to work on, yeah. and all those things you. You never could do all the tiny little details or freehand stuff on t on small models uh, that you just couldn't do it justice. Now you can you can try them bigger and uh, and it's fun. It'll look cool. It'll. I mean, so what if you have to paint over your whatever mistake? I mean, God knows I've painted over shit on this model. This feature caster thing I'm working on now a million times not even counting the accidental paint that I got on you know the one part you know yeah so so you're trying something new a little freehand or a little object source lighting or you're trying to do the cartoony eyes or something if you don't get it right you just paint over it and try it again try to takes me like five six tries to get eyes right I never get them right on the first try. I feel like every time I paint eyes, it look like mine. I'm not going to argue. That's pretty much how I am with mine. They... I, I mean, I'm not but then people are like, well, point. your eyes look you. wrong. You're like, fuck you. My eyes look just fine. <laughs> I'm modeling them off for me, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. No, but, I mean, really, I just can't get them to look like... So I don't. I let the illusion of eyes. I'm a big one on the illusion of something there. Mm -hmm. You put just a little hint there, people are like, oh, yeah, of course that's there. They're like, wait, no, they, that motherfucker didn't paint that. It ain't there. Oh, I've done that. Oh. All my Necromunda guys just have, like, a black squint because their eyes are so tiny. If there's just this slit of skin there, I'm like... I I'm not going to try and paint an eyeball on them. I'm going to put a little dot of white here for a little glint, and that's it. I, uh, when it comes to that stuff, I uh, I go by the wise words of uh, Clint Eastwood, where he said, a man's guy knows limitations. And paint and eyes in a lot of these models, that, I mean, that's past what I can do. There are some bigger ones, like Modoc has these big eyes. I feel like I could paint them, but yeah. they're not really comic accurate at that point because he's just got pure white eyes all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I can paint them on, oh, never mind, doesn't matter on him. Oh, uh -huh. But you could. Um, let's see. Uh, Legionnaire said the biggest problem is PP always does this stuff in March. That's the worst month for me. That was in March because March is the first month back to spending. January, everyone does their gift cards. February is a fucking wasteland of spending because no one has money. And everyone always thinks the classic thought is do deals in March because that gets people who are starting to get money again tempted into spending. Yeah. That's my behind the scenes retail looking at that. But yeah. 
it's tough. I would think people need to think more about that over the years. You also they went from hey we're reduced to Kickstarter to hey it's on Kickstarter pretty quick. I think you need to throw a little more lead time with something big like that if you want to get the big numbers. Most of the ones I've seen that have gotten to like the really huge numbers past and all that had long campaigns and a fairly good amount of buzz going into they 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 pushed a lot of buzz into that so but none of this is actually on our topic i don't know how much time we're gonna have to talk to our top, about our topic Gonzo. Wait, did we have a topic we did we did what is it was it? what you're gonna do after we're off uh quarantine and all <laughs> What's same the thing i'm thing? doing right now yeah, well yeah uh, except you're going to do your D&D in person. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I think it was Legionnaire says he's going to go to a Chinese buffet, and I'm with him. Oh, I would do that. Absolutely. So, we can all go together. So much eating out. It's it's going to be eaten out all over the place. I'm not lying. I'm going to walk to the grocery store. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to play some goddamn games. Tabletop stuff right with yeah. the person. I haven't played. Not sure. I think everyone's pretty much going to do the same thing. I mean, the, be a lot more people going, hey, John, you want to hang out? Like, yes. Yes. I wish to hang out <laughs> out of the home. Let us do this. Where? Just tell me where. Yeah, I think topic done. <laughs> because that's, that's what we're all going to do. I mean, like I'm going to plan. I mean, I've got the same trips on my mind that I would have had otherwise, potentially. Assuming. Nothing happens this lasts longer than really even we think right now. Spoil first word of business bar, come on, man. That's some low end shit. We can drink at home. I do drink at home. Drink at the bar? Why? It's so expensive. Yeah. yeah. He wants to see his buddies at the bar. So you're gonna hang it, out with your buddies. I was that gonna say it depends. Like if we used to have uh when we used to go to the the battle bunker on Wednesdays we would, my friends would do happy hour and we'd go out and we'd have, you know, appetizers and just hang out and, and drink and, and eat. And then we would go back to the bunker and play Warhammer. Yeah. We're, uh, that used to be our, uh, Saturday when we go to mission barbecue for our lunch, we'd go mission, come back and play some games and all. Uh, I, that is what I miss the most right now. Spoiler of all things. Games? Yeah, I miss the games. I miss hanging out Saturday with my buddies at this at Mission Barbecue for lunch for hours the most. Yeah. But but also I'm gonna get a real haircut. What? <laughs> <laughs> has the back of your head caught up with the rest of it? I believe it has. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, I figured as much. So oh look, saw the back of my head. Yay, delay! Spoilers! John has it back to his head. I do. It exists. I saw it. Yeah, it was not bad. I mean, it is what it is, but still want a professional to do it. Make it all even. Or maybe I just go back over it while I'm not drinking. Hey, spoiler people, don't drink and then go, oh crap, I gave that last batch of uh, my hair that I'm like feeling that's way too long. Don't do that. Do the, the, the hair first, drink the afterwards. Just saying. Learn from John's mistakes. Luckily, no one works at anything. You know, I have a good sense of humor about it anyways. I mean, hey, we're all going to have to be cutting our hair at home, so. 
Don't just, laugh. People are doing it themselves. Or just be shaggy hippies. Or Mine was getting really hippie. rough. Really rough. There's a point where you just can't be shaggy hippie anymore. Like, I know my, my boss, pipe, you know, cut his hair. It looks fine. Did a good job on it. Don't do a lot, just a little bit. They say don't do it, but, I mean, what's our choice? I, I'd rather us all do that and look a little weird for a little bit than have people, you know, have to go back to work so we can get our hair cut. No, not yes, saying. Yes, doggy. Okay. I don't know. It's drink, then give yourself a mohawk. I mean, I have to go to the office every day, so technically I can't have a mohawk. A legionnaire's Were, right. I just bathe. I try it. Be a clean hippie. Yeah, clean hippie. So much better than dirty hippie. So should I cut my bangs? Um, sure, cut your bangs. I did. Granted, <laughs> cutting my bangs led to me cutting all of my hair. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, that's all those little things, like you know. It's just those things where it's like, I don't go out unless I need to. So someone on Twitter had a milkshake. I'm like, fuck, I want a milkshake now. <laughs> but I'm not going to go get everything ready and grab my mask and all just so I can go get a fucking milkshake. And also, I am not a drive through guy. I dislike the drive through I am a park my car and walk inside because I'm generally not much of a hurry. Sometimes I like to stand there and look at the board and maybe something comes out to me going through. The uh, drive-thru is not that for me, so I'll be looking That's forward to going back That's how to I am. People um, think I'm weird for that. Panyan says he wants a daily scoop, which is a local ice cream place. It might still be open. Is that the place where you get your banana split? Uh, I don't actually get a banana split from them. I get, uh, I get another Sunday, but they could make a banana split for me. I see my banana splits at Brewster's, which is... Basically, Helen gone from here. It's in Glen Burnie, so it's a good. It's right next to Mission Barbecue, technically speaking. <laughs> so it's a good 10, 15 minute drive. So I don't really go there just to get a banana split when I can go five to the Daily Scoop and get whatever I need. Yeah. Plus, Daily Scoop's better because they make their own ice cream. Mmm, yum. Yeah, I want ice cream. Fuck you, Manion. Anyways, I also so want ice cream, cream now. I didn't want to spend a lot of time it. in the grocery store. Walking around with a mask on, I was just like, no, get the stuff. Go, 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 go. Get the stuff. Go. I just want to have the stuff in my car. I don't care if, like I said earlier, I don't care if I'm waiting at the register for a bit. As long as it's got the stuff, I'm good. I don't want to be wandering around for too long. I want to make a Fruity Pebbles cheesecake. I have a recipe for it. And the yeah, crust is made pebbles. out of Fruity Pebbles. God, I just have Fruity Pebbles and milk. That sounds good, too. I love Fruity Pebbles. It's stupid, because I really should buy cereal, because I have time to eat cereal in the morning right now, because, hey, no traffic! <laughs> I should try this beer, uh, this the Summer Shandy by, by uh, Lining Kugel. I do not like the Summer Shandy. You don't like the Summer Shandy? No. Sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Lining is fairly local to us, and... They, yeah, uh, the shandy's got that hint of lemon, and I'm just not a fan of the lemon. Oh, well, the, I tried it here, and it to me it tastes like fruity pebbles. It literally what tastes, tastes like, like fruity pebbles. pebbles to me. Fruity pebbles. God damn right. I love fruity pebbles. Did I mention that? <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I love most cereals, and I don't buy them for a reason. 
Yes, that is exactly why I do not have fruity pebbles. That and the fact that I'm lactose intolerant. So what I don't eat family? cereals anymore if I can help it. But I totally would get some and cream cheese and make a cheesecake and take lactate so that I could eat it. I, I admire your, your dedication to the cheesecake. I am of the opinion that if something makes me makes my stomach upset, I will just stop eating it. There is nothing I love enough that I could not not stop eating it. That I couldn't stop eating it. There we go. Is that better? I'm not making a cheesecake with goat milk. Ugh. That sounds... Have you cool. tried almond milk? Frog cereal? I have, yeah. In this fact, I've, I've tried chocolate almond milk, which is delicious with cereal. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I went to almond milk for a bit but because that's a little sugar bit longer. And... Yeah, it's a little more sugary. Yeah, it's so good. But when you put it on cereal, it's great. Yep. So, yeah, and that's another reason why I don't do that. <laughs> well, Leecher is right. He says, I'm sure the necessity shopping is hurting the impulse buy market. Yeah, I mean... People aren't buying a lot of extra stuff right now because everyone's worried. Understandably so. Not everyone's got money. That's why yeah. I suggest if you have the money to do so, support all the stores that are open and you can. Like if I need more gaming stuff, my local store just opened up for shipping. Maybe I just pay, I mean, maybe I just pay shipping. Get it from them. Uh, one of the local stores is doing delivery. I like to deliver up this way because they're in Annapolis. I'm in near, I'm halfway up the up the road, probably a good 20, 30 minute drive. Definitely 40 plus minutes round trip. So I don't think they deliver here, but it's cool that they're delivering, you know? It keeps them in business, keeps them going, and I'm glad that's there. But try and support those people. Support whoever you can while you can. Captain Lucy says, get Fairlife milk. Oh. I am just eating oatmeal in the mornings. Um, I'm also eating oatmeal in the mornings. So that's my attempt at being healthier because cereal really, aside from being vitamin fortified, has really no real health benefits whatsoever. And it's tasty. It is. Tasty I mean, and dangerous, like candy. To be honest, I, I mostly like the oatmeal I eat, but it is nothing compared to cereal. I know, I know. That's Especially why I really know. Do you, the apples do you and cranberry oatmeal? version. And, uh, is, is your oatmeal, do you just put water in your oatmeal? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. The fuck's wrong with you? Gotta be milk. No. The fuck no. Did you not hear me? <laughs> I know, that's the reason why I'm like, you, you put water in your oatmeal? Okay, warming up milk is problematic because it's milk. And also... Milk and oatmeal sounds fucking terrible. Oh, I don't know how you could do that. I mean, sounds it's good, weird. But if I had my way, I would have you know dried cranberries and chopped pecans and uh, brown sugar in my oatmeal. That would be uh, my ideal. Like the wise man said, two out of three of those ain't bad. You don't like the uh, cranberries? Pecans. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not a big uh, nut guy. Love Love pecans. I love the cranberries in the oatmeal. It is. Wow. Uh -huh. Like, I had to go to my way to get the... I eat the instant oatmeal because I eat it in the office. I leave it in the office. And they had... I had to go to my way because the supermarket stopped carrying the 
apple and, uh, and cranberry version. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's my favorite. So I just buy a whole giant box from Amazon and just keep it around downstairs and just yep, yep. restock. So I, I get all they three, have... so I have a big variety. That helps a lot. You get the oatmeal. You get the, the giant bag of dried cranberries. You get the... Oh, I get at the home, giant... You can, you can, you can do the, the good stuff. Right? Of pecans. <laughs> yeah. I go um, to work and I pull the lid off, put some water, put some hot water in and let it start to uh, work while I start doing work. Yes. But it's good. I like instant oatmeal. Well, we're talking about that stuff. Here's a funny, here's a funny, funny note. I've had stomach problems for a while. Long story. I've been taking a lot of stuff for them. I stopped taking all the stuff. My stomach is 10 times better than it has been. Nice. I can't explain it. So Much all the it. stuff probably had side effects that were causing other discomfort things. You know what the best thing about that is? I don't need to eat yogurt anymore because, man, I fucking don't like yogurt. <laughs> I ate yogurt for uh, yogurt? years because because the doctor's like it'll help you a lot. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll fucking eat yogurt. Yeah, it's the probiotic stuff, is what he's telling you. Yeah, but <clears throat> eat too many more, it's all good. We got very far off topic. Well, I tried uh, a yogurt talking about yogurt, and I tried Greek yogurt. It's stereo where available. Oh my god, you cracked me up. Oh, yes, man. I, I, I don't like so I can eat yogurt. It really is. I just don't like yogurt. Yeah, that's true. Yogurt, yogurt. It was like eating sand. I took it's a bite and I go, okay, I can taste a hint of black cherry. And then my mouth was all puckered up because it just sucked all the saliva out of my mouth because it was so dry. It was like, <laughs> I'm like, I need something to drink with this. It was just, oh, so bad. Yeah, well, The Paraphrase is a great movie. Uh, I had Greek yogurt, Greek yogurt once. 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 <laughs> oh, it was so bad. I mean, they yeah, have a bad that, flavor. Yeah, it was right, just the... Right? They were blurping in stereo. Oh, yeah, my God, it cracked me up. Right in my headset. <laughs> Sorry for everyone who has got the volume up that, but that our... Uh, Apparently, we're not big fans of the Greek yogurt here. Uh, oatmeal or, I mean, if I stop at the gas station, I'll get some sort of sandwich from them because I do love me breakfast sandwich. So good. I, I only really care what's on it. Sausage, Canadian bacon, plain ham, bacon. Fuck, I don't care. Thinly sliced pepperoni and salami. Oh, fuck. That's, that sounds even better. With, <laughs> with oh, egg yeah. On, uh, so tonight's episode is all about fantasizing about food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, there, there's always that one thing that you're not supposed to eat at a gas station. You're not a sushi. Uh. Sushi. Do not eat gas station sushi. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Don't eat gas station sushi. You don't eat gas station sushi. You know what my holy grail is at gas stations? The Pearson salted nut roll. What? What is that? Well, I would uh, avoid that because of the N word. <laughs> roll. That's an R roll. That's an R word. The N word. Not the R word. Yes, guns. Nut. Nut being the N word. Look, look, two guns. If hey, you like guns. Greek yogurt, it's all good. 
I just apparently Gonzo and I are, are not going to be eating it. More for you. They're they're making fun of it so much as to just disgusted yeah, by I'm it. Not making fun I am of indifferent. It. It's not my thing. I just. Ugh. However, Pearson salted nut roll is my holy grail of road candy. If I'm out on the road driving across the country and I find that in a gas station I stop at, I will buy more than one. They are amazing. Like a classic roll, a classic ride that never goes out of style. Uh, okay. Let's take a look at this thing. Um, it kind of looks like a Snickers without the chocolate around the end. Which is funny, because I never liked Snickers. Which is weird, yeah. So, I is mean, it sort of like a... Um, what are they? It's got the nougat, it's got the caramel, yeah. and then it's rolled in peanuts. Yeah, loaded with crunchy roasted peanuts, golden caramel, and chewy nougat. So it, good. It sounds pretty good. It's a dream. And Doesn't I'm not even that into you. nuts. I mean, it's got a lot of calories from fat, but... Hashtag nuts. Yeah, it looks fine. It looks tasty. Yay, Google. <laughs> Yay, Google. Anyway, no, I, it's a I, good snack for driving across country. Oh, the hoop cheese that sat in the counter for half the morning in a clean film. Yeah, I also try to avoid anything that looks like it's been sitting, you know, if you're the welcome, like cheese. a 7-Eleven, on the rollers for... Uh, <laughs> Too long. You're like that. Looks like it's been there a while. I will pass. Yeah, those have actually what been is, taken off our shelves. What is hoop cheese? I don't know. Maybe it's a regional thing. It's got to be because I've never heard of it. Uh, looks like a red ring cheese. Red ring cheese. So like a yeah, like onion ring Buddha? and cheese. No, no, it's like it's got it's the it's got the red rind on it, the red wax coating on it. It's just a traditional cheese. Oh, okay. Looks looks fine. Looks like cheese, but yeah, I wouldn't want it if it's been sitting there for a while. It's kind of cheddar. There you go. I was just googling it. I don't really know off the top of my head, but you know, no, I mean I'm I'm simple fare from the gas stations. Uh, like like the one nearest to me, the one I get my stuff has like wings, but I don't generally get the wings. Also, may happen that we have a big wing place nearby, and I feel like I'd be cheating on them, and that wouldn't be nice. But mostly, it's just like if I'm in there in the morning, and I'm usually there in the morning getting gas, I grab a couple monsters and keep them in the fridge at work because they're cheaper there slightly. Plus, I get the flavors. And right now, I'm sorry, I need the monsters because it gets boring a little bit at work in the middle of the day when I'm doing some mind numbing bullshit that needs to get done, but. You know, without the excitement of everyone being home, <laughs> less phone calls and all, it becomes a lot of the same mind-numbing work at once. So, but uh, I get a, I get some sort of breakfast sandwich, because I love breakfast sandwiches. I won't actually go far enough to stop like at McDonald's or something. That's just out of the way. But if I'm there already, I get me a breakfast sandwich. Hmm. But yeah, actually, I think what I really want is, uh, when this is all over, is I want to uh, go to a nice sit-down restaurant for breakfast and get some nice breakfast. Oh, oh yeah. 
I said a, a nice sit down restaurant, Gonzo. A nice brunch. We Waffle actually House have is perfectly a, acceptable, uh, but not what I'm looking for. We with have banana really nice walnut crepes. Yeah. Hold the walnut because John doesn't do nuts. Uh, I'm not a big crepe guy, and I can't have pancakes. This sounds really stupid. Laugh at me if you wish. I can't have pancakes for breakfast because they fill me up too much. Oh, okay. I could eat them for dinner. I have made pancakes for dinner. I mean, I have made dinner? waffles for dinner. I actually, I was telling a friend of mine, I'm like, you totally could bake waffles for supper. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and you could cut up pepperoni and cheese and mix that in your waffle batter. Make that waffle. Oh, no. So, just a sort of media section. First off, Leisure said, honky bucket, I mean, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel is fine, but it is not the highest quality. I mean, go to an actual good place and get some good, good breakfast. Cracker Barrel is acceptable. I mean, if it was Cracker Barrel and Waffle House, equal distance away, it'd be like, do I want sweet tea? That's amazing. Or do I want biscuits? That would biscuits. be what you choose my direction. Usually biscuits. I mean, who biscuits. doesn't want biscuits? Yes. But um, I watch uh, a YouTube channel called Binging with Babish, and right now they're having the uh, leftover challenge, them and a bunch of other cooking channels getting together, which is really awesome. And they he took leftover fried chicken and made three dishes with them. One of them was chopped up the chicken and the skin that had been recooked a little bit really fine and put it in waffle dough and on his waffle maker and made chicken waffles. And that sounds really, really fucking good. Really good. I, I would definitely try that, but I never have leftover fried chicken. Nor do I make waffles, so I'm batting a thousand here. Jim got frozen blueberries so I can make blueberry pancakes tomorrow. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, Bananas Foster waffles with cream sounds amazing, yes. So apparently, what we're going to do when we get out of this is food-related. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say that. It was like... We're gaming Which is funny, because everything we're doing in this is food-related. Like, I made peanut butter cookies the other day. They are delicious. Um, Sorry, I, John. They have peanuts. Peanut butter in them. No, no, I love peanut butter. Okay. It's So... Nuts are a, it's a combination of some type of flavor with some of them, and a lot of it is a texture thing in the wrong spot. Okay. The little crunchy bits in my oatmeal is like, what the fuck's wrong with this oatmeal? Oh, so yeah, yeah. Crunchy bits I love walnuts. You're expecting crunchy bits, you're like, oh, that's fine. It's like my Sundays, my ice cream Sundays. No, no, no nuts on my Sundays. I'm not expecting crunchy bits. I not wish crunchy bits. If I want crunchy bits, I want them made from pure sugar. sugar. And you don't get those either. But yes, apparently it's all uh, it's all it's all food based. All we want is food. Like, yeah, we want to game and all that food. Bring us the good food. Gaming and food. Gaming yeah. and food. I mean, with my with my uh, overall uh, size, it's not really a surprise. I think it's time for the media section, Gonzo. Is that correct? Is it? it is. Oh, media Wait, section. I'm I think it's time for the media section, Kathy. Media section. Do -do 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 -do. And there we go. 
Ooh. probably has 17 things. I don't know why my camera keeps doing that. I'm just going to blame Gonzo for that, that my okay. camera keeps doing this weird thing where it goes small and big. I think you should blame John tonight since I'm Gonzo. Um, I'm blaming Gonzo, but you can certainly feel guilty about it. Oh, I, I don't Gonzo. feel guilty. And I'm John. And I'm Kathy. Um, hold on, I gotta take these glasses off so I can see. Um, I don't have a lot this time. Because... Let me take my glasses off so I can see. Hilarious. <laughs> but that's someone, that's someone who has to wear glasses all the time. Yeah, well... Uh, I actually did not watch a lot this week because I did a lot of gaming and a lot of reading, by the way. Did a lot, a lot of reading. So I'm going to describe uh, some reading I did and then uh, a game I played and beat. And let's see, what did I... I watched an anime. Two animes that I'm working on. I think that's about it. Oh, oh, uh, one movie. Did, oh, I did oh. watch one movie. I have a, a movie and a season and a half. Uh, finished season one of Discovery, halfway through season two to talk about. And then I can talk about books and all. I mean, shit. I mean, right now, it's all we do, right, media? Yeah. Um, Kathy, what do you got? Is it, I is it Dutch? Nothing really. Not really. Gonzo, you want to start? Yeah, let's go ahead and go with... Um, let's go with one of the movies I watched. watched it yesterday. And I saw it was on HBO. So I was like, oh, I'll record it. Which I have... Um, uh, it Chapter 2 set up. So I'll be watching that sometime this week. Because uh, okay. I want to see how that went. Because uh, it was pretty decent. Um, so I watched a movie called Good Boys. Good Boys is about three, fourth, fifth graders that get into wacky trouble shit. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah I was thinking about dogs. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, what was that one movie that actually hit it off really well uh, that had McLovin in it or whatever? Superbad? Uh, Superbad. Um, it's like they try to do a Superbad for fifth graders. Um, That's not okay. Yeah. It it had some funny parts in it. It had some decent funny parts in it. Um, but it really fell flat. Like, big time flat. They're, it's funny. The, jokes, the guys are super bad. Yeah. It, 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 they tried and it failed. Um, it just did not work at all. Um, the kids didn't feel genuine the kids kind of felt you know overplayed um the scenes were just so unbelievably stupid and unrealistic that it wasn't even funny it just wasn't good there i'm not gonna argue there are a couple of scenes that made me go ha 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 and it made me laugh but overall it was not a good show um for me it was pushing probably about four space herpes um, oh wow it it it, you knew what was going to happen. You saw it. You're you're watching it. You're just like, uh... and you're like, really? This is just kind of you know pushing it too much, and it just wasn't working out real well. 
Um, made it through. It was only like an hour and 45 minutes, I think. So, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but definitely was not worth the time. Got to turn real dark, probably. But, you can tell they were trying too hard. Way too hard to get it done. And so, it was it was not worth the time, not worth the effort. A um, couple of funny scenes, but overall, big pass. Pass, pass, pass. I do have a few things on my queue setup, some movie setup, to, like, it to... There's a couple of other things on there set up for me to, to watch coming up. So it'll be kind of interesting um, type thing. Um, I did notice, John, um, that you will be happy that Cats is now available to be rented digitally. Why would that make me happy? <laughs> Some fools out there are going to watch that shit. They're to watch that shit. <laughs> people don't just don't it's not worth it <laughs> i was looking to see if there's anything new to rent you know to watch for you know to get something different and i saw that on there and i was like oh and it's actually discounted already <laughs> like most rents are like 5.99 on um voodoo and i think it's like 2.99 <laughs> oh Oh, so wait of three. I've already seen Cats. I will not be watching it again unless there is an obscene amount of money involved in it, because I have better things to do with my life, including slamming my nuts in a door. That pain is quick and over quickly. The Cats lasts for two hours. So, any case, uh, so a uh, movie I watched. I only watched one movie this week. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Brian Dennehy passed this week. Uh, so I wanted to watch a movie with him in it. And normally I would go to my my standbys of like First Blood, where he is great in it, of course. Or Silverado, where he's also great in it. But I decided to watch a movie I hadn't seen where he is ostensibly one of the two leads. And that is FX from 1986. Oh, man. So I say ostensibly one of the two leads because he doesn't show up until like basically an hour into the fucking movie. And honestly... He is great through every part he's in. He's this down-in-his-luck police detective, no-nonsense, just gets the shit done. And I love what he's doing with the character. Totally, totally happy with it. He's good. Unfortunately, the other lead is uh, Brian Brown, and his acting in this is uh, suspect, to say the least. There was a point early on where he's just like, this is This is terrible. Like, people like this movie? How is this movie considered good? Because he is, when there's a couple points where he's trying to really emote things, and he is just not good at all. I mean, this movie's got, you know, pretty good ratings. I mean, like, Ebert gave it, I think, three out of four stars when it came out. And when it, it is a fun out. little ride. Yeah, yeah, when it came out. And, so, it's 1986. It's not like, you know, it's like 70s. It is the most 70s, 80s movie you'll ever see, though. It just feels that way. It feels sort of low budget. The cars are all a little bit old for the late 80s. You know, it just has that feel. Sort of like when I watch Highlander again. And you're like, it just feels a little cheap even for its time. And a little little dated even for its time. You know, so. But Brian Denny, he's good in it. Brian Bloom is at best mediocre. 
Um, it's got a bunch, couple other actors you'd notice. It's got, um, what's his name? Jeremy, Jer, uh, Jerry Orbach, who you'd recognize every time. Oh, yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's in it, and he's good, of course. He doesn't get a lot of screen time, but he's good in everything he's in because he's always good in everything he's in. He's a great character actor. Um, and the whole idea is uh, Brian Bloom is part of an special effects company. He's a great special effects guy. And he gets hired to help basically fake a hit so they can go to witness protection. Because, of course, the government's going to ask for a special effects guy to come do it, right? They would never have done that any other way. Uh, shockingly, it all goes wrong because they frame him for actual murder. They try to kill him. All that shit goes on. And the real problem is, is that he's trying to survive in all this escape. He does a good job. He doesn't really do anything outside of what you think he could do. It was never like, I don't believe he could fucking do that. You're always just like, it's just not good. And then Brian Dennehy comes in, you know, he's investigating the whole thing, and he brings competence and a lot of character to it that helps a lot with the movie. I feel like if you'd taken that first hour of the movie and condensed it to like 30 minutes, then bring in Brian Dennehy and expand his role and make it, or even go from the other direction, where you sort of see Brian Dennehy coming in as a as a mystery and bring Brian Bloom in later and see what's happened, that would be better. There's a couple times I thought that, actually, with movies, not necessarily this one. But overall, it's average-ish. I'm actually going to give it, like, two and a half, three space herpes. You can watch it. It's free on Amazon Prime. It's not bad. It's not great. It's a relatively fun ride. You might be a little more lenient on it. Um, but it's just kind of disappointing when you're going looking for something for Brian Dennehy and you come out with not that good. I think I'll just spend some time and watch Silverado instead because he's fucking awesome in that. Uh-huh. <laughs> or First Blood, which is still the best of the Rambo movies. He's awesome in that too. So, but in any case, cheers to Brian Dennehy. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Gonzo, what's your next one? Unless Kathy wants to jump in with something crazy. Kathy? Kathy? No crazy. Okay. No crazy. Um, I am watching a new anime. Um, I have Funimation, and so it has um, anime that comes out, and they dub it as quickly as possible, because everybody knows I have to watch my anime dubbed. Uh, I can't do subtitled. Because um, you're doing other stuff. I'm always doing other stuff. There's very few times that I'm not. Uh, and it's called Listeners. And it's an anime... Uh, far off future, uh, post apocalyptic style, where these creatures battle, where these people uh, called players battle monsters, and they battle them with sound and music. Um, I'm only one episode in. Art artwork's fine. Nothing wrong with the art. Um, nothing throws me off on the art. Uh, not over sexualized or anything. It's pretty calm and clear on that. Um, but I'm just kind of weird. It, it, it's just kind of trippy and weirded out because it's giant robots using music to battle the shadow creatures. Um, I'm only one episode in because they're still dubbing and everything. Wait, uh, so it's Macross. What's the other one? What's that one? Macross 7. Oh. Sorry, Macross 7 did that. I was trying to remember which one it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, I mean, it. so far, it's not bad. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh my god, this is horrible, but, you know, I'm going to wait. 
Um, I'm looking forward to episode two to see how it goes. So we'll just kind of have to see. So if you've got Funimation and you've got it there, by the way, if you need binge watching in your anime, go get Funimation, go pay the five bucks a month so you can have everything and without commercials. And it is so fucking worth it. That's, and, a, that's a good price. That's yeah. a good price for something for streaming. Yeah, that, that's all I pay. Uh, I don't go for all the other stuff because I don't mind if I have to wait a few days for something. But it definitely, there's definitely yeah. some, and there's a ton of anime and and good ones. There's also mm-hmm. some shitty ones, but yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah, and I can wait a couple of days for them to come out. I mean, it's better than having commercials in the middle of your fucking TV show you're wa- TV show you're watching. Yeah. Speaking of which, we <laughs> finished, uh, I say we, because I mean Bayonetta and I finished season one of Discovery. And I would like to say it actually ended way stronger than it started. Yes, I'll agree with they you on that. really scaled back the Klingon stuff, did a lot of good things with that, um, made it less annoying um, towards the end. Um, but you do sort of get the feeling at the end that the Klingon think they're like, we need to end this. How are we, here's where we're going to end it. It's not like a bad ending, but you don't feel like it was a great ending. It's great for all the other stuff that comes in, you know. Spoiler, they go into the Mirror Universe. It's not really much of a spoiler. A lot of cool stuff happens there. I do like how that plays into earlier Star Trek series. And even properly as far as timelines go, which is cool. Um, so I really think it ends very strong. Very good ending. Um... Like people have said, and I've repeated that, it is basically, it is really, really good, really, really good sci-fi, but not great Star Trek. And I'll stick by that for the first season. Yeah. There's a couple very Star Trek episodes. It's about a Star Trek, actually it's slightly more Star Trek than Deep Space Nine. And no one take that as a fault. Deep Space Nine has a plenty good science fiction series, but unfortunately by the end of it is a really shit Star Trek series because it does not actually uphold sort of the ideas of that Gene Roddenberry wanted to, the exploration and all that. But to be fair, it was never meant to. Mm-mm. It was a space station. You were never going to get all those sort of exploring new worlds and all that stuff type of feel from it. Um, you know, and then the war came along, which is a good storyline, but not a very classic Star Trek storyline. So you get that sort of a problem, but I feel like it's more Star Trek overall than that is but they i think they're made an effort to try and keep it that way at some point oh this is where you move me you close catch up on uh discovery apparently captain mizzy's not quite caught up with discovery but it's okay <laughs> um then we started season two and season two is a hoot it is very good yes star trek very good sci-fi uh, i love anson mount as captain pike he is great not that Jason Isaacs was bad. Jason Isaacs was good at the role he was portraying. When it all comes through and you see everything, you're like, yes, he was good at what he portrayed. But Anson Mount is good. He feels like a great starship captain and a great leader. And I'm enjoying the crap out of it. We got about eight episodes to go, so you guys will hear a rating for season two probably next weekend. This weekend, I'm going to give season one... Uh, one and a half space herpes. I actually really like it a lot more than most people. I feel like it is underrated um, by what I've heard of overall people's opinions of it. Uh, people who just hate it, I think. Um, I don't think anything is going to like like it. I mean, if you hate it, you have to stop, take a look at why you're hating it. 
And I'm not saying your hatred is invalid, but, you know, like my boss would talk about a lot, he's a classic Star Trek guy, so there's only a couple episodes in here that really appeal to him. You know, the rest of it's not going to hit on all cylinders. If you're not really, if, if you're not Star Trek at all, this might not hit you because it's a lot of that continuity from Star Trek and a lot of Trek techno babble their way through stuff. It usually feels pretty cool when they're doing it in this. I think they're doing a good job of it, better than Next Gen did in a lot of their early episodes. And I would say it is probably the strongest first season of any Star Trek series since maybe the original series. But uh, still, one and a half uh, space herpes. It's got some flaws. I've detailed them in ad nauseum. But uh, season two is looking up, and I cannot wait to finish it. I really, really like season two. Season two is like hell yes. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And it gets back mm-hmm. into the more Star Trek roots, too. Well, no, I've seen some episodes. Like I said, I'm, we're about six episodes in, and it feels very Star Trek now. Yeah. Yes, um, honestly, anything where in Star Trek you have a war going on, that's always going to feel less Star Trek because, especially as dire as the wars are in the first season, because it Starfleet's principles are less principles, more that aspirational. We want to aspire to be this. And they put them in situations where they literally cannot. Yeah. You know, all those things Gene Roddenberry wanted, you cannot be those in the middle of the kind of things they're putting them into. So, you know, take that what you will. Star Trek does have to evolve, I've said a couple times. And I think this is probably a good evolution of it. And I think people need to stop being so harsh on it. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. Gonzo? Um, I finished a game on my PS4. Uh, I finished the story mode and a good portion of the game of uh, Days Gone. Uh, I talked about it a little bit last time. Days Gone is a post-apocalyptic zombie type movie or game. Um, yeah, yeah, motorcycle through zombies, I remember. Yeah. Motorcycle zombies. Uh, I finished the story. The story was pretty good. Um, it, it was kind of predictable, but, you know, for it wasn't as good as, like, the Last of Us storyline, but definitely was a good storyline. Um I enjoyed everything that I did, and after the story was over, there was still other things to do besides... There were other story elements to do besides go and kill this random group. Because usually after you finish like an open-world game, I'm like, yeah, you finished the story, now you can go get all the other stuff that you passed because it was annoying or you didn't want to do. Um, in this one, after you did it, there was still some story elements to do that had cutscenes. Which I thought was interesting, because usually they don't happen like that. They're just like, alright, go kill random bad guy 101 and do this. Um, but I, w- I was happy with it. Um, the game's a lot of fun. Um, it does, uh, you know, breaches the thing of humanity and the zombies and shitty people, you know, so on and so forth. So it, it did a good job with that. Uh, controls were pretty decent. It wasn't very wonky. Um, everything felt very fluid. Everything moved very well. Um, they had some really cool stuff. Um, my only really big complaint is that they give you hordes of zombies. And there's actually an achievement to destroy every horde in the game. Which is cool. I was looking forward to destroying hordes. And, you know, hundreds of zombies trying to come at you at a time. And you have to set up traps and do all this other stuff to do it. But really, that's not what you're doing. You're not, like, planning 
how to get these zombies to go through this, to funnel them down, to blow them up, to do, you know, light these bombs or whatever. It's, they're too random. You can get a hundred zombies chasing you, but it's like a hundred in a big white area. They don't funnel through like where you want them to funnel through, or, you know, they don't follow the path that you, you know, that you think that they're supposed to because they're all supposed to be this mindless horde. And it just gets to be annoying. I can see that, yeah. Because um, the way they teach you, you know, because they, they, they give you a starter mission on how to destroy a horde. And they're like, lead them through this and plant bombs in certain areas or blow up things when they go all, you know, when there's a mass going past this. And they'll climb over each other to get to other barriers and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, make sure you lead them in the right path. You know, do what you need to. And, you know, set up an ambushes of bombs and explosive devices and everything else to get through it. And it just eventually just drags on and it's just annoying. And one thing I did hate is part of the story, you have to destroy a horde to get something that you need. Cool. Did it. Destroyed the horde. Game finishes. You got to do that horde over again. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> that, that annoyed the crap out of me. Um, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, every once in a while, I'll jump on just to, you know, run like a simple mission or some of the smaller stuff. Uh, but it's good. Uh, I give it two maximum, and mostly two because of the hordes AI and stuff just doesn't work the way they they tell you it should work, and it just gets annoying. And you're just like, no, I'm not going to destroy those hordes. I'm just going to leave it as it is because it's. I don't have to. So, um, two space herpes for me. I enjoyed it. It's uh, on sale right now over on PlayStation. I don't know about anybody else, uh, but definitely worth it. Oh, for the price. Well, uh, in addition to watching a bunch of Star Trek and watching Star Wars, and I mean all of Star Wars for Payton Thomas John, I'm also reading Battletech novels because there's not enough sci-fi in my life right now. <laughs> So I just got done with the third book in the Grey Death Legion uh, trilogy, which is, nominally speaking, in order, the first trilogy of books for Battletech. Um, and the first, third, and fourth books in the Battletech series, I believe. And um, they really pick up. Like, halfway through the second book, it really picks up. It gets a lot better. Um uh, wasn't where the first book was a bit of a slog, especially since I read out of order and I started off with the uh, Warrior series of Michael Stackpole. And spoiler, Michael Stackpole is one of my favorite authors of all time. So obviously I love that still. Um, but this ended a really good, had pretty pretty good ending, very good, uh, very solid fight scenes overall for someone who apparently didn't have a huge, huge idea of what Battletech was because it was really new back then. Um, I think the only downside I had was that basically part of how the good guys get out of it is because the villain's a classic mustache twirling villains and he admits <laughs> to his whole culpability of something terrible because he's like, who cares about them? I'm fighting for the greater good. And everyone's like, fuck you in the greater good because you killed millions of people. So... To be fair, I don't sure how else they were going to get them out of that without it being super unrealistic. But it is maybe the only blemish on the third book. Um, I'd probably give the third book with that. I'm going to give it to Space Herpes because it is also still old, a bit dated. 
Um, and despite the large cast of characters, there's only a handful you actually care about, which is actually good. I think uh, I think William Keith is the name that they're writing by is good at keeping a handful of characters relatable and interesting. If you get too many characters, I think they get overwhelmed. I think that's part of why the earlier books were a little harder to read. Um, you know, Stackpole's really good at keeping multiple characters going and multiple personalities going and keeping it interesting. And I think it's it's good when you, you see an author realize sort of, if you will, where their strengths lay while they're writing a book and change it up to keep their strengths going. So I very much enjoyed it. If you care about Battletech, it's definitely worth getting and reading. Um, you should be able to find most of the books cheap online. I think for some reason only the second one is expensive, which is silly, but keep an eye out. Maybe it comes on sale. Uh, I know I own them all on paperback. I'd have no fucking idea where they are, but uh, the next book in order, I believe, is the... Wolves Dragoons books, Wolves on the Border. Um, then I think Heir to the Dragon, which I both own in uh, in actual hard copy. So those will be my next ones. And I think one of those is Bob Charette, who's an old FASA guy. Uh, that's kind of the cool part is that, like, so Shadow to uh, Battletech and Shadowrun were both FASA properties, and they got all the same guys doing all the stuff. And in fact, Bob Charette was one of the writers of a lot of the early. Uh, Shadowrun book, so it's good to read his stuff too. He did a little bit of fiction in there as well. Um, but they both used uh, Stackpole here and there. Stackpole wrote a couple of books for uh, Shadowrun, which I also suggest checking out. Maybe I'll get to them again eventually. But uh, looking forward to revisiting that and going as far as I can. I know uh, I read them like like mad for a while, then sort of fell off. And I had a job where I could literally do nothing but wait for people to show up and read in the meantime. So I read a bunch from then as they came out and fell off again. So maybe I'll eventually get through them all. We'll see. Gonzo, you want to finish this off? Um, our last one. Um, for a bit, no. We, on the last podcast, we talked about uh, canceling my um, Lord of the Rings campaign and started up a new one. And so we tried to figure out what we we're going to play and how we we're going to play it. And uh, we are going to be playing Midgard. Uh, Midgard is a uh, world system for D&D, and it has... Um, it's made by Cobalt Express, by the way. Cobalt Press, not Express. Press. Um, and it is a fantasy world, high fantasy, with, you know, all the high spells, because they have, like, ley lines that go through everything. Um, and you wizards and spellcasters can use ley lines to boost their stuff and everything, but um, it's based off of like medieval and European lore because there is like the Viking gods and you know the world serpent that circles the planet because the planet is actually flat, uh, it is not a spherical planet, um, and there is a world serpent that circles it uh, the whole time. Um, it has a bunch of different new races, like raven folks, you know, you can play centaurs, uh, elves, half vampires, um, and all this different stuff, and, um, it's a little different setting than I'm used to. I didn't want to run a Forgotten Realm style or a Greyhawk style. I wanted to run something new and different, and this actually is, and actually is pretty decent. Um... It's very expensive. 
Uh, different, uh, definitely each section and regions of the world has its own flair and where everybody lives and um, customs and all this other stuff. Uh, I learned uh, talking to uh, Becca of Arcane Assist that uh, the gnomes are pretty fucked up. Um, they have to do some weird ritual stuff because of Baba Yaga um, and this other things. Um, it throws some of the, your typical stuff and kind of throws it out the window, but it's still there to play. Like, you still play an elf, but the elves are like a dying race in a bit. Um, but it, it actually looks really good. Well, we're going to do it on roll 20. And so I've got, like, been playing around with that and integrating those books into it. And kind of getting into how roll 20 works and getting stuff done. Um, but I thought it was very interesting. They are... They're First level module is actually online on Roll20, and it was, I was really impressed and thought it was stupid fucking cool, um, because you, you can play with Fog of War, people walk on the map and, you know, they can't see where they're going until they get where they're going, um, it's just not open up and everything, um, it was pretty neat, but the world is really good, uh, if you can get a copy of it, digital or, you know, physical, and you want to run a, a fifth edition D and D game? I highly recommend it. Um, haven't I've only started reading about the world so far, uh, and it's been pretty interesting. Um, there's a ton of different gods and a ton of different things going there, so it's not like just strictly medieval and Norse gods and stuff like that in Norse life. So I'm um, gonna hold off on the full rules. Uh, we are going to be eventually streaming it. Uh, next week is our character building, and we will stream probably our first adventure once we get everything done. Probably stream so, character building too. Uh, no, we're gonna record no. it, but we're not gonna stream it. Uh, okay, well, recording is good enough. Yeah, we're people gonna like record it because stuff. we got a lot. Because we're gonna have to talk to a lot of people through Roll Twenty and how to use it. Uh, Becca's used it quite a bit. Uh, I'm still learning about it, um, but we got a lot of people that this is gonna be their first time ever doing anything like this. And we'll record it and listen to everybody build their characters and talk about them. Uh, currently, we're looking at, um, I know we've got a Damphir, which is a part pirate, um, uh, a part vampire pirate uh, that is going to be doing. I know we've got that. We've got a paladin. I don't know if she's going to go Oath of Thunder, which is kind of like a Valkyrie. Um, we've got a cleric. Um, a couple of mages, a couple of spellcasters, but we'll get that all when we go through it. Cause some people are kind of still, I told everybody to kind of figure out their concepts, look through the books, figure out what they want, and then we'll roll them up and go from there. Yeah. I'm interested to hear how it goes. Cause you know, their, their tagline, to be honest, pushes me away because as soon as you were dark fantasy, I'm like, no, no, fucking I'm out. <laughs> yeah. The word dark. Um, the word dark and anything right now is enough to keep me out because I don't want dark, I want neutral, and let me make it darker light. But it may just be more, they may, might mean more purely genre, not uh, tone. Yeah. So I'm going to see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I've downloaded the first um, module, which is just a level one, and it kind of introduces everything. I've already started writing, so everybody knows I, I have a larger plot with everything else, so it's not like, you know it's going to be random adventures all the way through this. There's going to be an overlying plot that's going to be working its way. And we'll start that up with this module. 
mm-hmm. and everything. But uh, I'm actually pretty interested. Um, if anybody's doing a Roll20 campaign and everything else, I'm interested in playing a Roll20 game because I was actually pretty impressed and I want to play in a uh, D&D game. So, um, other than that, I'll wait to tell you. Uh, we'll definitely be we'll be streaming our game once we get started, but we'll definitely we'll record our character session. Yeah, I think we're going to roll 20 for my Traveler game. We'll see how that plays out. Cool. All right. Um, guys, we appreciate you listening, watching, following us along. We really, really appreciate it. More than anything else, um, make sure that you take care of each other. Look out for each other. Uh, we will see you next week for More Than Dice. I'm Kathy. I'm John. I'm Gonzo. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>